what is going on everybody what is going on it is your boy darian and i am officially here saying that this is the darian hopkins show where it be sports talk where it be entertainment where it be anything that's going on with sports and entertainment world we will be doing it right here on the darian hopkins show so if this is your first time ever being here right here at the darian hopkins show we highly suggest that you subscribe hit the bell button and get the latest news and all entertainment and sports news as well so i really appreciate you coming by the channel and we'll see you on the other side peace what is going on everybody what is going on it is your boy darian coming to you live with another video back in rec philly for episode two of the darian hopkins show i am your host darian of the darian hopkins show and i'm glad to be doing episode two for y'all right here on the youtube channel and the audio version for spotify and apple Podcasts as well but shout out to everybody that has subscribed to the audio version and shout out to everybody that actually did subscribe to the youtube channel we're trying to get the fifteen thousand subscribers so definitely make sure you subscribe and hit the bell button and get the latest news in all sports and entertainment news but we're going to get right into it ladies and gentlemen because i just did the predictions for the nf the nfc and the afc divisional playoff that was a very, very great games that we saw this past weekend, but the one game that we saw, and that was the Philadelphia Eagles demolishing the New York Giants. That game was insane. I thought the Giants would have came out and did more, but we are going to talk about that. And I had some things to go off my chest that I never told my side of the story of what happened to Spotlight Sports Network, and I'm finally going to give that intake to y'all i'm not gonna go too much deep into it but i'm definitely going to tell what happened with the spotlight sports network and why it's no longer the spotlight sports network why i decided to rebrand this channel in the beginning so with that being said y'all make sure y'all tune in to a great great show and i really wanted to get into it but Let's get into the divisional playoff games that happened over the weekend. That happened Saturday and Sunday, where we had eight teams trying to get into the Final Four for Championship Sunday, which will be this Sunday, and I'll be live on my other channel at Spotlight Football Talk. So make sure y'all are here for that. That's going to be really, really fun to watch. So let's get into that first game, ladies and gentlemen. That first game, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Kansas City Chiefs. I really thought Jacksonville could have pulled this off, losing 27-20 to to the Kansas City Chiefs. And Patrick Mahomes ended up getting hurt in that game. And I got to say, I got to big up. I got to big it up to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They stuck around. They played hard. They went down really, really early. And they still played hard to a point where... The Jacksonville Jaguars is going to be around for years to come. Doug Peterson have those guys playing, and Kansas City is just a different type of caliber team. I really thought that Jacksonville could come in and get the upset, but unfortunately, it did not happen. It did not happen at all. So with that being said, y'all, I completely understand why I'm like, oh, what? Y'all picked the Jacksonville Jaguars? No. I'm sorry to say, but I do like the fact that, you know, Kansas City, they, they, played, they played a great game. They played a great game. Trevor Lawrence, you know, He's going to be a star in this league. 
He's really going to be a star in this league with Travis Etienne, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. They have a good thing going over, going on over there in Jacksonville. Just keep that momentum. And I think next year, and I'm going to put my prediction on right now, I would not be surprised if we see the Jacksonville Jaguars win the AFC South going into next season. I would not be surprised if they win it back-to-back years because Doug Peterson is going to find pieces. He's going to find players. And he's going to find a style that's actually going to make sure this is going to be a winning pedigree for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But enough of them. Salute to them. They they not they're not moving on. If you want to get on to the AFC championship, where the Kansas City Chiefs did advance. Patrick Mahomes got hurt. Chad Henney came in, got them down, drove it right down there for a touchdown. And I can't be mad at it. I can't be mad at it at all. Because no matter who you put in that quarterback, Andy Reid makes sure that quarterback is prepared. And even though that Patrick Mahomes end up going down. I'm sorry to say, man, I'm sorry to say that Jacksonville, even with a one-legged Patrick Mahomes, you still could not get to the quarterback. That was my problem with Jacksonville defense because I thought they could be able to get to the quarterback. But that's another story for another time, and I'll hopefully they could, you know, fix that in the draft or get some free agents that's going to show it's a winning pedigree in Jacksonville. But the Kansas City Chiefs with Travis Kelsey, and then you had uh, Pacino, uh, that number 10 guy from New Jersey. I keep, I could never get his first name, but it's Isaiah, Isaiah Pacero or something like that. But that guy was a dog for the Kansas City Chiefs when it came to the running game. I can't lie. I can't lie. A lot of players stepped up in this game. Juju Smith-Schuster had a few catches, which I thought he wasn't going to be a weapon, but he ended up being a weapon because Patrick Mahomes was able to find him. And you just found, the defense just found ways to get to Trevor Lawrence and pressure Trevor Lawrence and get to that point where it, it got him uncomfortable. But like I said, Jacksonville Jaguars came back and they fought really hard in this game. They fought really hard. And I love the fact that Jacksonville is going you know, up instead of keep going down, you know? So the Kansas City Chiefs moves on to the AFC Championship, and I can't even be mad at it, man. I can't even be mad at it. Kansas City Chiefs are the number two seed in the AFC. They are the AFC West champions. They did what they were supposed to do to get to this actual championship. They back in there, and now they're going to have to face a team that they could not be the last three years. But congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Congratulations to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Chiefs is moving on. Jacksonville, you will be back. I'm telling you that now. You will be back at the end of the day. So shout out to Patrick Mahomes still throwing for almost 300 yards and a couple of TDs. And they still had a running game going on with Jared McKinney in the passing game, which I thought who was going to be the X factor in my personal opinion. But hey, I like it. I like it. Even though I'm a Raiders fan and I hate the fact that they're going to the AFC Championship, but I got to give credit where credit is due. This is a Darian Hopkins show. I'm going to keep it a buck. I hate the Kansas City Chiefs. I hate them. As a Raiders fan, I hate them. But at the same time, I got to give them credit where credit is due. They found the way to win, regardless of the injury of Patrick Mahomes, which we will definitely keep a lookout for that. And what's the status of that? Because I did see it looked like it was his knee and his ankle. So hopefully we can see and hopefully that he's good to go going into this AFC Championship game. And on the flip side of the AFC Championship game, that was played on Sunday. And that was the first game against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo, what happened? Buffalo, what happened? I picked the Cincinnati Bengals to win. I went with my gut feeling here. I really did. I went with my gut feeling. I'm sorry to say, Buffalo, you were not ready. 
You were not ready, even though you had all the advantage of the world with the snow, with the weather. But I had to think about it, too, man. I had to think about it. Cincinnati plays in this weather, too. This is not like a West Coast team in the AFC coming to Buffalo to play in the snow and the cold. Cincinnati plays in the cold. They play in the snow. Even though they could not finish the game Monday night with, you know, DeMar Hamlin going down. Buffalo, where was you at? Where was the fight at? Because Cincinnati came up from the rip. 14 unanswered points in the first quarter. With Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon and, and T. Higgins making incredible catches. Tyler Boyd was involved. This defense for the Cincinnati Bengals is very underrated. Very, very underrated. Y'all need to stop playing with them. Y'all definitely need to stop playing with the Cincinnati Bengals thinking this team ain't legit. This is the second year in a row they back in the AFC Championship. And I got to give salute to Zach Taylor, man. They went from being 1-14 in on the road. On the road back in 2019 and 2020. And two years later, they got one of the best road records in the NFL. Can't be mad at the Cincinnati Bengals right now. You just can't. How can you be mad at Cincinnati right now? You should be mad more at Buffalo than anything. I understand you lost Von Miller for the rest of the year. That really hurt your defensive line for Buffalo. I can completely understand that. But what we not going to do, y'all, what we not going to do is make it seem like even though Von Miller's out, they still had a pass rush. Because they did. They had a pass rush. They had a, they had a way to get to Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow is so mobile and he's so cool. That man is so cool. And I said that in the last podcast too. He's so cool. And he know how to keep his composure under pressure. That's what I love about Joe Burrow. Josh Allen, where was that mentality at? Why you couldn't get the ball to Stephon Diggs? You know why? Because this defense knew who you were. They, they actually studied your offense. And this is why you need a running game. You could not throw, you could not run the ball with Secretary or Naeem Hobbs. Running back always been an issue for the Buffalo Bills the last couple of years. You had Milano as a great linebacker. I mean, you lost Darius White and all them other guys. You know, you lost Hamlin. You lost a lot of players in the offseason for the Buffalo Bills. But it came back to haunt y'all because you had a quality, a quality quarterback in Joe Burrow that could get the job done. That could get the job done. Simple as that. And Joe Burrow in this offense, it, I, I can't say nothing. Joe Mixon is the most underrated running back in football. I don't care what nobody say. He's the most underrated running back in football. They got oh, had over 100 yards rushing against the Buffalo Bills, which was top five in rushing. Buffalo did not show up. They didn't show up in their hometown. You had DeMar Hamlin there at the stadium. And y'all y'all put up only 10 points? That's a disgrace of the performance from Buffalo. Josh Allen, I don't know what you thinking, bruh. But this was your time to shine for the second year straight. And you failed with turnovers. The offensive line ain't blocking. No running game. And you put all that pressure on the defense. That's a problem. That is a big Big problem. It's no way. It's no way that you put all that pressure on your defense. That's why Cincinnati was able to go up and down the field on y'all all day long. 
Same thing I say about Jacksonville and Kansas City. We know Kansas City has a more powerful offense. They went up and down the field on Jacksonville. But Jacksonville fought back. That's the difference between Buffalo and Jacksonville. Buffalo, you didn't even fight back. Stephon Diggs, where were you? Dawson Knox, where were you? This offensive line, where were you? Nowhere to be found for this Buffalo team at all. I don't know what Doug McDermott is doing. I don't know what's going on in Buffalo. But will they ever win a Super Bowl? Will they ever win a Super Bowl? Because I don't know. I have no clue. So we have the AFC Championship game set and matched. The Buffalo, uh, not the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I'm going to get to that in a minute. But, but the Kansas City Chiefs in the Cincinnati Bengals part four. The last three games, Cincinnati has beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not going to make my predictions just yet. We're going to do that on episode three. But congratulations to both teams in the AFC. Cincinnati Bengals and Kansas City Chiefs. But let me get into the NFL real quick. Let me get into the NFL real quick because I got something for y'all, man. I do not understand this. And I want to talk about this so bad because I don't understand this. You wanted to make... The Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs AFC Championship game a neutral site in Atlanta, Georgia. But no, Cincinnati Bengals came in and spoiled that. Now they got to travel to KC. Why we can't keep that same energy for the neutral site between these two teams? Why do Cincinnati have to travel to KC? Understand KC is the number one seed in the league. Understand that. But I feel as though me, personally, I feel bad for them Buffalo Bills fans. I feel bad for them Kansas City Chiefs fans. Whoever bought tickets to be in Atlanta for that game. And Cincinnati spoiled it. They spoiled it. Oh, I love it. I love when people are spoilers. I love that. I really think it's hilarious to me that you go out there and you buy these tickets, you buy these airplane tickets, you buy tickets to the game that's never going to happen on a neutral site. So why Cincinnati can't get a neutral site? You see how the NFL plays? You see how the NFL play with y'all? It's not fair to Cincinnati. They got to go to Kansas City. Even though they're the number one seed, but y'all had this neutral site thing set up for Buffalo and Kansas City. Thinking that Buffalo was going to beat Cincinnati. <laughs> that is hilarious to me. NFL, you, you fucked up. I'm sorry. The NFL, you fucked up. So all those Buffalo Bills fans and all those Kansas City Chiefs fans that bought tickets to go to Atlanta, cancel them. Cancel your flights. Do whatever you got to do because it ain't happening. It ain't happening. <laughs> the NFL think they slick. The NFL really think they slick. It's all good, though. It's all good, though, at the end of the day. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I really thought it was. That, you know what? None of, none, no more of the AFC this time. We already know Cincinnati, KC, Championship Sunday. Can't wait for it. Can't wait for it. NFC, the New York football giants. Y'all was, was just less competitive than the Buffalo Bills. The Eagles came down and molly whopped y'all. Jalen Hurts had his way. Miles Sanders had his way. Devontae Smith had his way. That whole offense had his way with this Giants defense. 
No Giants office could respond. Saquon Barkley, where was you at? Daniel Jones, where was you at? We already know what the wide receivers do because the wide receivers is not great for the New York Giants any damn way. They all played a contributing role, but they damn sure didn't do nothing to try to make them better. And this is why the Giants got to go out and get a guard. They got to go out and get a linebacker. And they got to go out and get a receiver. They got to go out and get some pieces if they want to go to the next level. Yes, you beat the Minnesota Vikings. Which the Minnesota Vikings have a terrible defense any damn way. But the Eagles defense was good. They were good. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and lie. They played their defense the way they played earlier in the year. Compared to what they did Last last couple of weeks. Last couple of weeks, they was giving up mad yards. They said, not today, not in our hometown, not in Philadelphia. And the Giants did not show up. The Giants did not show up. They were just happy to be there. I turned the game off. I didn't even finish watching the game. I didn't. Because finish watching the game was boring to me. I was just waiting for the next game to come on. On Sunday. I was not watching that Eagles game. At, it was just... Total domination on both sides of the ball. They dominated the front four. Like the Eagles front four dominated the Giants offensive line and vice versa. It was pure domination. It's no excuse the way the Giants lost. But I got to congratulate the Philadelphia Eagles. You did what you said that needed to be done. And that's win football games. And you dominated the NFC East for the third straight time this year. They said third time's a charm. Yeah, okay. Eagles beat y'all twice earlier. But I was just really disappointed in Brian Dable. I think the game plan was not great. And I think they didn't make no adjustments in the second half. And if they did, that just means that the players did not execute. Because if they made adjustments in that second half, you can't blame the coaches because they made the adjustment. The players didn't execute. And sometimes we have to understand that. We could say, oh, no adjustments was being made. How will we know if adjustments is not being made if we're not in the locker room at that halftime? You got to think about it in that instance, too. Because I used to be a coach. I used to be a player. Second half adjustments is critical in a football game. Josh McDeal takes some goddamn notes. And it's been very, very critical of critical of this this football, the, the game of football, you have to make adjustments and you have to make a chess match out of it. What is that offensive coordinator going to do to your defense and vice versa? So I think Brian Dable, and I think they made adjustments, but the players did not execute. Once they got down, they was defeated. Absolutely defeated. I'm sorry to say. They just was. In the, in the New York football Giants, I really hope, I really hope that you learn from this divisional game and bounce back. Y'all started out really good in the regular season, 6-2, and 7-2. And, and then y'all went on a little slump, usually what a lot of NFL teams do. They go on this little slump. And that's what happened. They went on a little slump, and they still were able to get in the wild card, beating the Minnesota Vikings. But going into Philly, in that hostile environment, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. 
But enough about the New York Giants, but the Philadelphia Eagles just came out and dominated. They was on all cylinders on both sides of the ball, the defense and the offense and special teams. They just played a damn near a perfect game. I don't want to say it was perfect, but it looked like a perfect game. They were able to move up and down the field on the New York Giants no matter when they had the ball. And on defense, they was getting to Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones could not do nothing. He was duressed all night long. The rest all night long. You could not tell that man nothing. You could tell him nothing at all. So yeah, Eagles, you deserve to be in the NFC Championship. You deserve that. Knowing that I am not an Eagles fan, but I salute it. I salute what Nick Sirianni has done over the couple of years he's been in Philadelphia. I have to say he, he's 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 making this team a believer. He's making these fans a believer that they could go back to the Super Bowl without post Doug Peterson. So, yeah, I'm down with that. Shout out to the Philadelphia Eagles, man. Shout out to them for moving on to the NFC Championship. Cowboys, man. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys did it again, ladies and gentlemen. The Dallas Cowboys did it again. And you know what they did? Lose. They lost again in the same fashion that they lost last year. It's no difference. It's no difference. And I'm going to tell you why. Because clock management and Mike McCarthy don't make no damn sense. It just doesn't. It don't, it don't make no sense at all. So you're telling me that your clock management still lost you this game? Dalton Schultz? Not getting two feet in bounds with nobody's around him, that's a problem. Dak Prescott, turnover machine. People keep saying that Dak Prescott is better than Derek Carr. It looked like Derek Carr to me yesterday, which I love Derek Carr, but he looked like Derek Carr in most of these games that Derek Carr played this year. <laughs> The Dallas Cowboys lose to the San Francisco 49ers 19-12. Very, very defensive matchup. I did this game yesterday. Not yesterday, but, you know, Sunday. I did this game. And what a hell of a juggernaut of a game, I gotta say. It definitely lived up to the expectations. It was going to be a defensive matchup. And that's exactly what happened. It was a defensive matchup. Can't, you can't tell me it wasn't. Definitely was a defensive matchup. Simple as that. <laughs> but shout out to the San Francisco 49ers, man. Brock Purdy, it wasn't your best game. You're still undefeated as a starter, though. But your defense held you down. So you got to give your defense some credit if I am Brock Purdy. Give your defense some credit. Get George Kittle some credit for making that magnificent catch. Where it almost looked like it was an incomplete. And it wasn't. But still, George Kittle stepped up. Shout out to Elijah Mitchell. Shout out to Christian McCaffrey finally getting the touchdown on the board. Probably, the, I think that's the only touchdown of the game. The kicker for Dallas. <laughs> that thing was about to be wide left. Again, if it wasn't blocked. You're about to miss five straight field goals. Five. <laughs> five straight field goals. It's crazy. <laughs> but 
Dallas, this this Tony Pollard went down. I, I think that's what changed the aspect of the game. It changed the aspect of the game. When Tony Pollard went down, Zeke could not get the job done during the running game. And then ill-advised mistakes by Dak Prescott throwing two interceptions in this in this game. I don't know what it is about Dak Prescott playing the 49ers, but that is his kryptonite. He cannot get past them in a divisional or in a wild card. He cannot get past them no matter if he faces them. And the Dallas Cowboys do it again. They played, they, they played a game where CeeDee Lamb had a hell of a game. CeeDee Lamb had one of the best games of his career. But where was Michael Gallup? Nowhere to be found. Where was T.Y. Hilton? Nowhere to be found. Dalton Schultz, he had okay, he had some okay, th okay things. But what did he do? Didn't do shit. He couldn't do shit. I got to give respect to this 49ers defense. I give a shout out to D'Amico Ryans, man. Robert Slayer left a number one defense in the San Francisco 49ers to be the head coach of the New York Jets. Then he leaves to go to the New York Jets and D'Amico Ryans take over. And he still got the number one defense in the league. After Robert Slayer left. So that means when it comes to a coaching pedigree in the 49ers, it's there. It's there. Just like what I said in the last podcast when Trey Lance went down, Jimmy Garoppolo went down, and now Brock Purdy is undefeated as a quarterback in this league. It's regular season and in the playoffs. It's the culture. It's the culture that the 49ers have, and that is a winning culture. Yeah, the Cowboys have a winning culture to a certain extent. But like Stephen A. said, be patient. The Cowboys are an accident waiting to happen. And that's exactly what happened. There was an accident waiting to happen. Simple as that. Simple as that. I don't like to get into stats and all that because I'm keeping it real with y'all. I'm keeping it real. I'm just talking. I don't want to be scripted on this podcast. I don't. Because it's, 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 it's the truth about the Dallas Cowboys. You're not going to get far with Mike McCarthy. You're just not. And, and Jerry Jones already said his, his, um, his job is safe, which I don't think it should be. Keller Moore might get a head coach job in the NFL. Don't know where, though. So what's going to happen with Zeke next season? What's going to happen with Tony Pollard? It's a lot of questions for Dallas right now. Michael Parsons was nowhere to be found in that second half. DeMarcus Lawrence, nowhere to be found in that second half. What happened? What happened? Like, you put a rookie on Nick Bosa. You put Tyler Smith, a rookie on Nick Bosa. And Nick Bosa had a field day with him. Bull rushing him all day. Bull rushing him. The offensive line played really good against Micah Parsons. They played really good. Yeah, I think Dallas only got one sack out of Brock Purdy. One sack. But Debo Samuel was part of that running game. Brandon Ayuk had some crucial first downs. Robbie Gold had some crucial field goals at that. So the 49ers does advance, and they play the Philadelphia Eagles. This is going to be a game. Two good defenses, two good offenses. I'm looking forward to this game on Championship Sunday. I am looking forward to it. And the 49ers 
are finding ways to win, even though their offense don't play well, they defense make sure they give them the ball back every chance they can. Patrick Graham, take some notes for the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm sorry, I, I got to throw my shots in there because I'm a Raiders fan. Sorry, got to throw my shots in there because at the end of the day, that's what happens, man. When you don't have a winning culture. And the 49ers, even though I hate the 49ers too because they always hated us because of the Battle of the Bay, I hate the 49ers. But they're in the NFC Championship and the Raiders are sitting home, unfortunately. So, yeah, man, it's going to be fun to do these games and make sure y'all subscribe to this channel and make sure you subscribe to the Spotlight Football Talk. I will be going live for the AFC and the NFC Championship Games on Championship Sunday, which the AFC is at 3.30, if I'm not mistaken, and the next one is at 6.30. So make sure y'all tune in to the Spotlight Football Talk. I will put it up here in the um, in the, the quick ad or whatever they call that up there. So I listen, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% raw uncut with it. I'm really, yeah, I'm really 100% raw uh, cut with it. But shout out to the all four teams that's left. Kansas City, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, 49ers. I'm not making my predictions. I would have that for episode three. I would have that for episode three, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to be really fun. I cannot wait to see that. Cannot wait to see these championship games. So we could talk about it. We could definitely talk about it. Okay, let's, let's, let's get on some serious things here, man. Let's let's get on some serious things here. Now everybody know that I am the owner of the Spotlight Sports Network, right? Um, and the reason why the Spotlight Sports Network is no longer here. But before we get into that, I want to thank everyone that was a part of the Spotlight Sports Network. No matter if you was here for a day, no matter if you was here for an hour. Everybody that contribute to the Spotlight Sports Network, thank you. Thank you so much. We had a great ride together. We had some great times from group chats to, you know, doing shows together. It was fun. It was really, really fun. But I got to get down to why and what happened. I'm not going to get too much into detail, but I just knew it was time it was time for a split it was time it was time for a split to everybody to go do their own thing because when i started the spotlight sports network i started it to to teach people how to use youtube to their full potential because i was i didn't i wasn't taught how to use youtube I didn't talk how to use to get subscribers and use the live streams and the play by plays in the consistency of youtube i learned that on my own I learned that on my own. And when I start, decided to change, you know, Spotlight Sports Talk to uh, Spotlight Raiders Talk, they made a whole new channel, which was the Spotlight Sports Network. We had some great content creators on there. We really did. We had some great content creators on there. But the rise and the downfall of the Spotlight Sports Network, it happens. Some things just got to come to an end. And... Some things that I did not agree on business-wise. I did not agree on. And I felt like the company was trying to get taken from under me. 
And this is from my personal experience. Uh, everybody has their own opinion about the Spotlight Sports Network. That is fine. Everybody has their own opinion about Darian, a.k.a. Spotlight, or a.k.a. Sonny, or a.k.a. whoever. It's fine. But all I know is that this. I know my worth. I exactly know my worth. And what they were doing and what I wanted to do was two different ways. Two different ways. So at the end of the day, man, we you just gotta you just gotta respect it. Respect everybody in their grind, respect everybody what they're doing. I was not signing no papers to do anything that made me stuck with someone. Or stuck with a company that I didn't know nothing about. So I'm not going to get too much in detail with that. But all I know is that thank you to everybody a part of the Spotlight Sports Network. And like I said, it was a good run. But we just didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things that I cannot say on this camera. So with that being said, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in to episode two of the Darian Hopkins show. Make sure you comment, like, and subscribe to the channel. And make sure you follow the audio platforms on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is episode two of the Darian Hopkins Show. Thank you for every member of Spotlight Sports Network for being a part of something big that we turned into something great. And it's sad that we had to go our separate ways. But I still love y'all and I wish y'all the best, man. I do. I'm out of here, y'all, and I'll see y'all on episode three. We out. Peace.